Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piskor. I'm Jim Rugg. And we're going to be taking a look at uh, Silver Surfer, number one, uh, 1982. It's the Stan Lee, John Byrne uh, one-shot, I guess. Uh, but first, got to let you guys know that we are going to Heroes Con uh, the last weekend. Is it the last weekend in uh, in June? I think it's the second to last weekend. Second to last weekend in June. Uh, I could be wrong. It might be the last weekend. <laughs> but it could be the last weekend. <laughs> Heroes Con, that's where we're going. So come stop by, see us, say what's up. If you're going to be in town, I want to invite you guys to like, follow, and subscribe to the YouTube channel and hit that bell so that we can notify you when new videos are available. That helps mitigate the kayfabe effect, which is what happens whenever we put a video out like this in the morning. By early afternoon, midday, the comics that we talk about are uh, extra expensive on the aftermarket. If you're subscribed and you're in uh, early, you're going to be able to order the cheapest version of these comics if you don't have them in your library. And if you watch these videos to the very end, that pushes uh, the YouTube videos out to other comic book loving YouTube viewers who haven't yet seen uh, our cartoonist kayfabe videos. Helps us bump up our subscriber base. And, uh, you know, we have a meager goal of 6.3 million subscribers that we're trying to get. We're only 63,000 subscribers on the way there, man. So we still have a ways to go. Uh, without further ado, Jimmy, let's talk about this uh, the Silver Surfer comic. We did the graphic novel recently by Kirby and, and Lee. It's such a good cover, right? Oh, I, totally. I love that cover, and I love the treatment of some of the cosmic stuff. feels different, but I love the Surfer throughout this. Even the, the logo looks really... They capture the metallic quality or the reflective quality or whatever that is. Man, they capture it. And they do it with a duotone. Yeah. Is the, is the method of choice to get the, the these kind of grays on the page really interesting creative team so john byrne is going to be your your plotter and your penciler stan lee of course scripting doesn't script too much at this point you know by 82 i mean very few comics are going to have his name in that script department tom palmer doing inking and coloring palmer's an inker i love i associate him with really good work on gene colon and uh neil, neil adams, adams. Uh, which is a little bit of a different style than Byrne, man, they mesh well. I they think do. Palmer's a really good inker, and that's what you get here. And a uh, friend of the show, Rick Parker, on, on letters. So uh, I love the creative team here. I was pretty excited to read this comic for uh, for the show. And, of course, on page one, you got your mopey Silver Surfer, right? What a yeah, simp. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> what a simp. Yeah, this is uh, some context for it is, this was a book that we covered comic scene i think number three comic scene magazine and burns talking about it they're talking about royalties they were expecting huge sales from this and it didn't really sell that well and uh, i don't know why i'm not sure that's a reflection of the quality of the comic but just an interesting side note for what we're looking at here i remember talking with uh, klaus jansen about serpents and stuff because he employed so much of that in in his work with uh, frank miller and beyond and he cited tom palmer as a guy who he really noticed putting the serpent to use uh and we see some examples of that of that right here uh burn drew the hell out of this this oh, comic man, it looks there's so many good looking pieces and he does a great i love his surfer he really is not faking when it comes to the shorthand like the shapes to cobble together to like build a figure he understands that so well he understands foreshortening really well there's a confidence there and he could twist these bodies up and these figures up in any in any shapes also he's uh, a believer in i forget what that what that uh perspective like he, he uses a perspective grid and sometimes that vanishing point is far off so there's that like 
way to do it where you measure off the the boxes and then every inch or something mm-hmm. you could tell that that's what he does when you take a look at uh the work in the penciled stage so just everything feels academically sound i mean he's near the top of his game for my money you know art wise in 82 like yeah. he's done x-men i don't know when he starts fantastic four but he's he's accomplished and strong at this point yeah we get a recap very quickly those first couple pages you get a recap pretty much of the surfer's origin yes this is cool looking i like that effect pretty cool and uh when you see stuff like this this is tom palmer bringing some stuff to the game because we know what the john Byrne male face looks like and we know what the female face looks like and that is none of them Byrne also brings his own cosmos to this which i like you know we talk a lot about the kirby cosmic kirby but uh, I like seeing different interpretations of it, and there's a lot of it. And I give uh, I'll give Palmer some credit too. Like some of the like his inking on this is really flattering. Yeah. And I think some of this stuff too are references to uh, classic Surfer Kirby kind of moments. I think that's what this is, man. That's what this comic sure. is. It's 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 John Byrne waxing fanboy. Stuff like this, you never see uh, John John Byrne do this on his own. So I have to think that. Palmer's bringing a little energy to that. Look at that twisted up guy. Yeah, he's really bent in half there. (laughs) I love these kind of gigantic black marks that he uses to sort of do the high contrast white and black. Yeah. That's a great mark. And it's more of the Tom Palmer zips that he would employ like on the Gene Colin stuff uh, would be here. And you get that moray when you have like a 25% black dot next to like a 25% cyan. You're going to get that. Just pages of surfer flying around. This is effective to me, though. That feels like speed. I know, right? And so simple. Yeah, there's quite a few examples where it really looks like surfers flying. And I don't just mean levitating, but I mean like moving quickly. And of course, the Fantastic Four fooling around and they get his attention. What was that energy beam I just saw in the sky? And uh, Reed Richards, hey man, I was hoping you would see it. We're trying <laughs> to find a way to get you off of Earth. That's just it's, It reads like a Silver Age comic. Like everything just works out. Yeah, a lot of exposition, a lot of spelling it out, a lot of uh, I see what's happening, and now they're telling me what's happening. Totally. In the in the Stan Lee way. Uh, you don't get this kind of background if, if Tom Palmer isn't the dude uh, coloring it, because mm-hmm. he's hitting it with zips, and he's he's coloring in atmosphere. Do you think the zips are burn? I guess it would be Palmer if he's inking. But, like, I was pa- thinking of him as just the colorist, but yeah, he's inking and coloring, yeah. so yeah, yeah. Whenever, whenever they do this stuff, right? Like, here's a perspective, maybe a three-point perspective of the city. It looks so good. It does, and and I think that uh, Byrne would not even deign to do this if he didn't have like George Perez, like right out there, uh, at the same level. Like those two guys were always in the same conversation, man. So when you have this expectation in the back of your mind, you got to show and prove. It's funny. Torch is flying along, and he's like, "You guys are going too high. I'm running out of air." Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a weird detail, it's, but it's sure. From, then it starts to get Wally Woodish. I thought that too. Very EC. Yeah, I like that. It looks great. This comic looks great. I'm gonna I'm gonna be pretty critical of some of the writing and story. Yeah, this is the stuff that felt very EC. Sky Masters. Amazing. That double lighting on the face. That's right out of wood. Yeah, with the zip. But. Lo and behold, it works. Yeah, he's able to get from the uh, cosmic barrier that was put upon him by Galactus. And uh, first thing he wants to do, man, he wants to go see his old lady, dude. He Absolutely. Just, just got out the clink. 
His, his origin story, he sacrifices himself to save his people, his planet, and the woman he loves. But the penalty is he hasn't seen her in a while. A lot of materials being used here. I'm thinking uh, Duotone for all this cloudy stuff. I can't tell what that is. I have to see it in black and white. Yeah, I can't tell either, but that's a wild page. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, the original place where I would see this kind of depth of field, because it could even just be a white Zipatone, there was this like specific... Uh, Neil Adams splash in Batman. Let me grab that real quick. So yeah, the first time I saw this kind of application would have been in uh, Greatest Batman Stories Ever Told. Like, look at the depth of field here. And I kind of still have no idea how they did it. Is it two pieces? Like, this looks like, because there's variance in the color, like, it looks like pencil. It looks like maybe, like, see, there's like pencil grain to that. Uh, so maybe they made a photostat in black line of this background piece and then, you know. That's really interesting to think the, about, yeah. Because you could half-tone a pencil drawing and, and, and get it, something it would that would be produced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then paste this on top of it or, or like That's a cool effect, I don't know. But it makes me wonder, uh, you know, like Palmer would know about it. Exactly. Whatever, whatever Neil Adams did that looked really cool, like I'm sure that's something that Tom Palmer would pick up. You know, the other thing that I like about Palmer is it's his line has an organic quality. Absolutely, it's and a I hand. really like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, it's essential. It's essential for the, for this kind of stuff, man. It you need some humanity in there. And and to me, it's it's a difference between a Marvel and a DC book because like the DC stuff, certainly of the Silver Age, not really of the eighties, is very antiseptic, very perfect, very clean. And Marvel was just never that. You had Ditko and you had Kirby, and it was chunky and it was raw. I often blame like the pen nibs because I feel like I think of it as the nineties being really controlled lines, whereas you know that more organic quality. I I don't know, man. I love it, and I Robert, Robert Crumb uses a pen, man. Yeah. You know? It's, it's the hand. So Surfer gets back to his world and uh, things are, are ruined. On one half, man, it's it's the pits. On the other half, it's like the suburbs. Look at how cool that is, where the board's just barely, it's like six inches off the ground flying along. That's sick, man. I think Burn nails the hell out of the Surfer stuff. Absolutely. And and they uh, the people in the burbs, they ain't happy. They're they like, yo, it. you're the reason why this went down. See, this is like a color that I would associate with a new Adams man. Uh, so, like, it was was Tom Palmer? Was he a continuity guy? I don't know. It makes me wonder. I, I really don't know. And then using every uh, version, of, like you can almost look that at the heating up the, the chemical color guide, where it's <laughs> yeah. like here's 100% yellow, 100% with 25% yep, magenta, 100% <laughs> yellow with 50% uh, magenta, 100% yellow, 100% magenta. There it is. Yeah, it's great. It's a good build. <laughs> And, you know, it almost makes sense why you have your green background, because we're going to the red. So let's throw the compliment up top. <laughs> and then the classic, get off me. Yeah, what the are dog they going to do? And the story is uh, Galactus was pissed whenever the Silver Surfer betrayed him on Earth and Fantastic Four. And so uh, he came back to finish, finish the job. He knew where there was a planet he could feed on. But he gave them a couple seconds, man, a little head start. I love this concept. This, it ties into that original first appearance, right? Like S Surfer pissed him off, and now you've destroyed our pack. I'll leave Earth intact, and the first place I'm going is back to your planet. Yeah. You don't defy me. Right. That's, it's good stuff. It fits that part. There's some stuff in this story that I'm, that I'm mad at, but 
that ain't it. I think that that's a good fit. Some of this cosmic stuff of of just like how do you draw like a guy eating a planet? Like yeah, oh, that works for me. Yeah. And then sated. You know what? He was doing. Byrne was doing that last Galactus story in Epic Illustrated. Mm -hmm. It would have been around this time, right? Early '80s. When does that start? It might have been. It might have come out of this by doing this book. Maybe it was something that he started really thinking about. Yeah, maybe. And of course, doing a lot of Galactus stuff in Fantastic Four, his run as well. Yeah, that one two two Tri issue arc. Trial of Galactus. It's a good one. And then something happens. Where I love he, these effects, like yeah. the motion in the background. Yeah. Once again, man, like you need you need the inker to be the colorist for what's accomplished here. Yeah, that's wild. So, it goes from. Galactus ain't the bad guy. Doctor Doom's the bad guy, but it's not Doctor Doom who's the bad guy. It's Mephisto who's the bad bad guy. Is that is that uh, some of the stuff that sticks in your craw, Jimmy? The stuff that sticks in my craw is he finally gets out of Earth. <laughs> By the time we're done, he'll be back in Earth. Because we knew <laughs> we knew that would happen. <laughs> of course. Like the second he goes, because uh, how could he be mopey if he doesn't get back? There's pr imprisoned on Earth. <laughs> well, the second that uh, Mister Fantastic has the sort of addendum to his thing like listen we can only do this once but if you come back to earth i think you're going to be stuck here what do you think's going to happen also if you could do it once don't you still have that gun hey maybe you need resources energon cubes and whatnot this is pretty effective to me this seems really hard like how do you show somebody like blowing through this place pretty good just wiling out yeah all these punk ass doom bots so he's got to got to break through to his love, man. Make her understand that he's restore that memory. And he's bumped into this chick, and she just she has no memory. No, this is almost like like her depiction. It's almost Snow White. Mm -hmm. It's such a fairy tale kind of moment. I bet Stan Lee was eating this up, <laughs> right? I mean, that's kind of how I feel. He 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 approaches Silver Surfer. Like it's kind of a good marriage of what Silver Surfer's been up to this point. Yeah, look at all this wild stuff with the serpent. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, real because, cool. Uh, we've got Memphisto showing up, so <laughs> have him start to materialize. Yeah, cool way to do it. Yeah, I like this brimstone effect. I think that's pretty good. It's building on the Kirby cosmic stuff, but also it's unique. Burn is good with that, He's like really doing energies and stuff. Like when he was on X Men, like all the different characters had their a different way of using their powers, and it looked different visually. I'll, I'll put this out here now. What's a better looking example of burn art than this book? I think it's about as good as he looks. Sure. Digging down into the depths of hell, like it clearly communicates it. You're drawing the undrawable. There's no reference for that. Even having Surfer look like he's underlit by the pits of hell. Yeah. And just look at these tortured souls, nude bodies making up the terrain. There was a good shot of that one when Fisto's on his throne earlier, and you see like the bodies that are like in torture racks and stuff naked around his feet. So, yeah, some of this lighting stuff is just phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of black that that has showed up that that was not in existence throughout the rest of the book, even even in outer space sequences. It gives Surfer such a demonic look on his face; like he really looks angry. Look at that hand. That hand is in anguish. Mm -hmm. You know, that is a contorted, rictus hand. It's uh -oh. funny. I saw a sketch of a hand like this online just recently, like on Instagram or something, somebody's sketchbook, and that was the comment under it was like, wow, that looks painful. <laughs> <laughs> That's a piece of pop art right there. Totally. Straight yeah. Lichtenstein piece. That's a romance comic. That's a pretty good page. 
juxtaposing her with Mephisto smiling behind him. Hey, girl. Mephisto looks so creepy. He does. But he never, like, I feel like he never does anything. He's just always, he's like a boob. Like, he's, he's a, the watcher from hell. Do you, I don't know if you ever read the, uh, the Daredevil, at the end of the Anacenti John Romita run, there's like five or six issues where Daredevil ends up in hell and Mephisto's there and Silver Surfer comes in and it's Romita and Al Williamson art and it's, this comic made me think of that. And yeah. It's one of my favorites, you know, comics ever. Very different look, but also like, I, I like this Silver Surfer Mephisto dynamic. How about like the part where Mephisto, he's supposed to be such a terrible, awful devil demon where he just simply takes the girl away from Silver Surfer, but places her back home safe and sound. Like, is that a devilish thing to do? <laughs> like, would you, you know, if you love her, set her free? Like, it's a nice thing. Is it? <laughs> Norn Rad doesn't look like it's a nice thing. Yeah, but, you know, her heart's beating. She's not, she's <laughs> not, go back to that she's, she's not in one of those torture racks. You know, racks. we talk about how silly whenever they're crying. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty wet. <laughs> That's a tough face. You know, fully restored to herself. And it's a, it's a Garden of Eden story. You know, she's, she's bringing back uh, the fruits. And he's laughing that he did such a diabolical bad thing, but he just, you know, cheesed the guy off a little bit. That's all. That's a weak devil. I don't know, man. He's torturing him a little bit. I'd, I'd call that torture, right? Yeah, it's just emotional, man. You could go just, find another. I'm telling you, surfer, go back to Reed and ask him to do that gun thing again. <laughs> Some more of that duotone piece, man. Yeah. Fucking cool. wonder if this is a deadline crunch, this last page. Gotta have your, like, heroic moment shot. The deadline crunch would be cropping those goddamn fingers on the panel border. Like, that's rule one. Like, if you drew this page as a submission, that's what the editors would say. Like, no, we can't hire you, man, because you have the fingers touching the panel border. Yeah. I, I love the look of this book. It made me mad, though, that Surfer gets free for, like, 20 pages, and then he's back, of back course in prison he does. on Earth. Of yeah, course. I guess that's how it has to go. Keep that status quo, but... Man, it looks good. Doesn't this ad look like it was like Xerox from a 1960s? Like, <laughs> it's, it's such a low fidelity copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. Very true, but also 40 years old. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we're not spring chickens any longer. No. Although I didn't buy it off the rack, so <laughs> I have that excuse. Mm -hmm. Good to go? I am. Okay, Fabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell, we'll notify you when new vids are available, and if you're going to be at Heroes Con at the end of this month, uh, make sure you stop by, fly your kayfabe flags, man, and say hi to uh, Jimmy and myself. What do we got out there, Jim? Hulk Grand Design Monster and Hulk Grand Design Madness are in comic shops now. It is the retelling of the 60-year history of the Incredible Hulk. I'm writing, drawing, lettering, all that stuff. Perfect for a first-time Hulk reader or a long-time Hulk fan. Also, join me on patreon.com slash jimrug, where you can download some of my out-of-print zines and mini-comics and see a lot more of my comic book art. Red Room Trigger Warnings Issue 1, 2, 3, and potentially Issue 4 are on the stands as we speak. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game in Red Room Comics. Uh, if you see an issue, scoop it up, because they're all self-contained, so if you dig it, sample another. Uh, the comic is banned in more than 28 countries. It's banned in more than 10 comic shops. Uh, so if you see it out there, scoop it up. Don't take it for granted. Uh, or just hit up my link tree in the description below this video. Uh, and you can uh, order and pre-order current and future Red Room comics. You can hit up my Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash headpiscor. 
to uh, read the comics online. More than 200 pages up there as we speak. New pages every Tuesday. Three bucks for the whole archive. Jimmy, what else do we have out there? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. That's another great way to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel and a great way to uh, adorn yourself when you make it down to Heroes Con. Give them those marching orders, Jimmy. We'll be on our way. Read more comics.